I eat, sleep, and drink wrestling. I'm an old school wrestler. I have great passion for the sport of wrestling. Mantar's memoirs, uh, we have a motto here, and the motto is, you only die once, but you live every day. Alright, welcome to another Thursday for This Week in Pro Wrestling. Um, we're glad everybody's joining us today. One thing we're not glad about is uh, former WWE star Mike Mantor Halak, Halak, sorry, passed at 55. The Monty Nefaro family is saddened to learn that Mike Halak, better known as the WWE fans as Mantor, has passed away. Halak's combination of size, charisma, immediately capitalized, fan, uh, captivated fans worldwide that he took to the ring in a giant bullhead highlight. His half man, half minotaur persona. Obviously, I just stole that off of one of the many uh, articles written about Mike. Um, it was bittersweet because it was really great to see so many people playing homage, paying homage. To Mike, who we consider uh, a personal friend, if anyone didn't know it, Mike had a uh, podcast on our channel, um, 
and we've got some guests coming on. They're going to speak. Uh, actually, one of them introduced me to Mike and uh, Paul PN News because they were going to start a podcast together. Mm-hmm. And um, slowly, Mike and myself became very, very good friends. Um, Mike shared a lot of things with me, as I did him. And uh, last Thursday, well, two Thursdays ago, Mike came and visited the studio, went to Maine to vacation with his family, and felt it so important to drive eight hours to come to the studio to see his friends, Monty and the Pharaoh. He did a live um, mentor's memoirs with you, yep. which he enjoyed. Yep. And uh, on Thursday, last Thursday, he did his final, unfortunately, his final Mantar's memoir. Um, on Monday, I got home from work. I uploaded the video from Thursday. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. About 10.30, Mike wrote me. It was on Monday and said, Mike, I broke my back. I fell. I broke my back. I'm, I'm in such pain. I woke up about 11 o'clock, I guess, what it was. And I said, Mike, what happened? He's like, I'm in such pain. And I didn't want to call him. I said, look, once I, you know, once I get up, mm-hmm. I'll check on you and then I'll call you right after work. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I went to work, tried to reach, you know, wrote him about 5 o'clock on Tuesday mm-hmm. p.m. after work. He didn't answer. I didn't think much of it. Right. Um, went about my day. In fact, I was walking my dog, and I called you, and we were just talking, and I had told you Mike had hurt himself. Yep. And you were like, yeah, it's not good. He has, you know, he's had a bad back or whatever. Yep. Fell asleep, and then, unfortunately, I received, well, there was a couple of phone calls from Universal Talent Agency, um, Tim. And, you know, a couple of calls, so I'm like, what is this about, you know? Figured Tim was pissed at me about something, whatever. <laughs> right? Okay. I call him and he's like, Mike Halick died. <sighs> um, <sighs> needless to say, I don't I didn't sleep the nah. rest of the rest of the night. Nah. I reached out to you. Yeah, you early did. In the morning. It was morning, it was right? uh, it was after midnight. I just uh, I reached said, out to ESO who had a personal relationship with him. Uh-huh. Um, I reached out to Benny Scala from Dan and Benny in the Ring because sure. he had a personal relationship with him. Sure. In the short time we knew Mike, um, a lot of us were touched by him. Yeah. Um, Some people are capable of doing that, and he was. So you know, I've, I've never been more happy that we're wearing shades right now. Right. Because this is just just enough already. I don't know, man. It's just enough. Just enough. It's, I, I, when we uh, so when young. I mean, fifty-five. He was like you said. He was just here. His daughter was awesome. His father was awesome. He was awesome. He was he was a positive guy for all his pain, you know. But I was worried about his health because he had such a big frame, and I thought to myself, how can a man carry such a big frame for so long? So I was concerned about. We had talked earlier that day when I. I wasn't exactly rosy about, you know, his health. I was right. like, man, he worries me because of his size and his health problems and his, his back. And when you told me he broke his back, I says, oh, boy, it didn't look good, didn't sound good. But I honestly wasn't expecting to hear that he, he was gone at all. 
I was just very concerned about his health, but I didn't think that this would happen. Um, I can't even begin to imagine what his poor daughter was go going through or his uh, father. Um, and I'm really happy to be wearing sunglasses right now because I'm a mess, just being honest. I, I went to Florida to go see Hulk Hogan um, a couple months ago, whatever. And Mike's like, you're coming down here? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I went down there. Now, look, I'm like 265, right? Right. I, I'm, I'm not a small human being, to say the least. No. And we've had many wrestlers here. I'm like, oh, I, I could have been a wrestler compared to my size against them. You sure. Know? So I'm sitting at a bar at the hotel. And actually, Benny came and met with us, right? Um, and here comes Halick. And if I had never seen a human being that big. When he came to the studio, his back was the size of a couch. His legs. He's huge. His legs. His legs were his immense. Calves. He's immense. He was immense. He was like a wall. Really was. Especially from the back, his, sh his shoulders and everything. I was like, oh my God, this guy's monstrous. He's a big boy. The amazing thing about him was he he did have a good outlook. On, we we sat and talked. I don't know how many hours. We talked all the time. We yeah. spoke all the time. And you know, there was a point where he, you know he said to me, "You're, you know, you're one of my closest friends." You know, because we we did share a lot of stuff. And in that short time, yeah. And I, you know, seriously, like part of it. Like, you know, when you talk to these wrestlers about things, it's funny. It's not even funny, but how life change, like, can change you. And he literally, like, you know, he, he tells a story about Scott Hall and yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But he, guys, I am telling you from speaking to him, he was crushed. Yeah. What, those, they, what, those guys, what the click did to Those him. guys ruined his potential. Yeah. He, he, they did. He thought there was this this huge opportunity. He's a big guy. And, and they, there was an opportunity. And they crushed him yeah, on it. You they know? did. That's true. That Lou says, hey, look, uh, and I'm going to read a lot of comments, guys. So Lou says, hey, look, last few podcasts, uh, many tears and reflection out of Mike himself. He gave the podcast all it was, all and was real. That You know what? Yeah, he did. He, he gave it his all. He would say to me every day, I love doing this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, when he was up at Maine, right, he wanted to drive here. I'm like, Mike, it's like eight hours, dude, because Mike was coming in for an event anyway. And I'm like, it's eight mm -hmm. hours. I'll see you in August. Right. He's like, no, nah, I just want to see you guys. And I was like, you, that's you him. know, I'm like, come on, dude. At least from what you know? we know of him, that, that's him. And he it took a like ferry him. from Connecticut in I know. the car. With he was excited. It was his first ever ferry ride. First He's ever like, ferry I can't, ride. You know, I've lived 55 years, and now I can say I rode the ferry. Um, yeah, he was pretty happy about that. He was pretty happy about that. I'll tell you what else he was very proud of. He was very proud of his career, regardless of he what was. happened. He was very proud of his career. And... You know, I, I mean, he would share with us, you know, much more with you. But I remember him, like, you know, reflecting on, like, did I do enough? The New York Post wrote an article on his passing. You did enough, Mike. Uh, I want to shoot up. Now, everybody knows from watching our show, I'm not a big fan of the GoFundMe page. Um, our GoFundMes in general. Correct. In this particular case. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Mike is leaving behind his 83-year-old father, who he 
picked up from Nebraska to come live with him in Florida. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and his 13-year-old daughter. Yep. His father, who we met, yeah. just recently lost um, his wife, yeah. Mike's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, if you have any extra cash, uh, if someone needs this, it yeah. would be the Halick family for sure. Um, you know, it's an 83-year-old man now. And I have no idea if Mike had life insurance. I, I We never discussed that. Right. You know? Right. Um, and, you know, why would I, I guess? Right. You know, uh, of course. This was a shock to me. 83-year-old um, dad and a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. That's... Jesus. Jesus. Mike... Mike really loved his fans. Yeah, he did. No, and I'm just telling you from he me, he, me speaking to him, right? Yeah. It's like I wouldn't say it if, if it, you know, he would just tell me how much he loved the fact that he still had fans. Yeah. And um, he just, I mean, I wish he would have been around for the New York event because I think, I think he could have soaked it in. Um, I'm proud of the fact that um, I'm proud of the fact that I was inter- we were introduced to Mike Halick. I'm a better human being for knowing him, and I'll, I'll second you know, that. For, you know, Mike, you I'll know, people that. that were watching his podcast, you know, it wasn't a click this. <clears throat> he was just getting it off the ground, yeah, and he knew it was going to take time, yeah. And, you know, he didn't have as many wrestling stories, I'm assuming, as uh, many people, right? Because, you know, again, look, he had a pretty decent career, right? He was in Europe and... Last night I was watching uh, one of one of them, perhaps he wrestled more than once, but a particular match with him and Razor Ramon, and I was actually kind of blown away by how much offense he got in in that match. I mean, crap, he almost pinned him. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You know, I was like, I don't remember him being th- th- this effective, but he was. So that was a little bit of an eye-opener. I'm like, wait a minute. And he had Jim Cornette in his corner, no less. Mm. So he's beating the hell, holy hell out of Razor Ramon in the match, and he's got Jim Cornette. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, carry carry out there means it means so much that you are sharing all this. Mike was one of my second cousins. Mike's mom. Mm was one of my dad's cousins. Um, this has been really hard for me as you. Um, Our condolences. Our you condolences. know, my wife said to me, like, you know, Mike, keep it short and sweet, right? Don't yeah. don't overdo it, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I want to at least say, if I can, um, kudos to you. One second, because this is important. Yeah. Abe, can you put the link on the chat? For the GoFundMe, thank you, thank you, Isman. Kudos to you for not only always being willing to make friendships with wrestlers, because you know how Captain the Social is. Again, right? You know, but uh, helping him give him the platform, which gave him a lot of joy, and I've seen a lot of people saying a lot of nice things about Mantor, but I'm really proud of the the time you put in with him and the friendship you built with him, and the optimism that. He felt by doing this show that mm. he was doing on our channel. So nothing but props and praise for you 
to 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 do this for him. So seriously, I know that that's you know may feel, make you feel uncomfortable. But, but, but some but something funny, right? So What's we that? shoot at a, t- a television studio here in Long Island, right? Right. We've got a producer. We've got a five camera shoot, right? right? This isn't like a regular podcast. No. But unfortunately for Mike. He had Mike Monty as his producer. Oh God! <laughs> you know? Here we go. What the, we the, need a laugh every, anyway. Every so phone here you go, call, Mike. This laughs for every you. Every phone call he goes. How did you like the show? I said, Man, Mike, I thought you were great. But He's the like, producer got to go. He goes, The production <laughs> sucks. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Joe, you were doing it on your laptop, weren't you? Well, eventually. Oh, we, what are you supposed eventually to do? Eventually, we we're going to do it out of here, right? right. I was going to work with Abe. And uh, we, right. All right. And we were going to get that whole thing okay. going, you know, okay. and get him an intro so song and get all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Guys, the GoFundMe links up there thanks abe um, thank you abe yeah benny um i don't know can you attach that photo from you in florida i'll try to do it um if i could send it to abe at some point um but uh you know benny who's from dan and benny in the ring he's mm-hmm. gonna write an article on mike awesome uh he was actually supposed to have mike on the show oh god um okay I'm, and i'm sure that's a huge oh. disappointment benny's magic pen will be um, at work i'm sure this man says the match with Razor. I asked him in Hannibal uh, TV about the slap, and and he laughed and said, "Good question." He went on to clarify it that it was off the cuff what Razor did. Yeah, yeah, dude. I actually right. He walloped Razor pretty good, good in that match. We've got we've got some, we've night. got some guests that may even know Mike more than we do. Right. But first, um, right. Paul knew. PN News. Um, PN News sent us a video. Awesome. Now, just so everybody understands, uh, many <sighs> people think that Paul and Mike were brothers. They were not. Right. They were very close. They may as well have been. Yeah, but but you know, but yes. the, the thing in the, is yes. like that was his brother, and then sure. he brought him into business. Sure. You know, gotcha. Uh, unless they were lying to me or working me the whole time, <laughs> which could be. This is wrestling. After and I know, but they they weren't uh, brothers. But they were very, very, oh yeah, very close. Bacon and eggs. Right. So after PN News, then we're going to bring on our guest, and uh, I'm going to let them share their thoughts. Hello, PN News here. I'm still kind of in shock about what's going on in the last couple of days, and um, I really don't feel fit to talk about the guy, and I kind of want the family to get through this, but I just want to give a real tribute out to my best friend um, who I have in this business. And um, I know he's in a better place now. And when the time's come and and when the time's right, um, with the family's uh, approval, you know, I'll, I'll leave out a little bit more information. But... Right now, I just want to say uh, rest in peace to my best buddy, and uh, um, yeah, I uh, I know that he's in a better place, and I think that uh, I think when's all said and done, and uh, I'll meet him again one day. So whether it's in hell or high water, I'm sure I'm sure uh, we'll both be there for each other. So uh, God bless you, Mike Halleck, and. Yeah, God rest your soul, brother. Um, we'll be talking about you soon, and you'll be always in my thoughts. All right, welcome back. Um, we've got guests and friends and co-workers of Mike. Guys, can you introduce yourself to the family here? Guys? Hi, I'm I'm Faustus McGreaves. Um I've been uh, 
really close friends with Mike for the last decade. Um, and actually, I just finished uh, making a documentary about him called The Mighty Mantar. Which, um, we were actually going to be out in L.A. in a few weeks from now uh, at some premiere screening it. Can you tell us? Can you tell us about this documentary, if you don't mind? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So I'm a filmmaker. I don't usually make documentaries, but uh, I, you know, I became friends with Mike, and I, I'll be to be honest. You know, I, I knew wrestling from the '80s. I was in my teen years in the in the '90s, and I I didn't follow it as much. Um, so I actually didn't know who Mantar was, and uh, we were both acting on a film. And uh, he was just, as you already were talking about, just this massive guy. And I remember we were doing a film that actually was about wrestling. And I walked in, and, and uh, we had a scene together uh, where he had a, I was fighting the heel, and he had to separate us. And at the time, I was about 275, and he pushes me to separate me, and I flew across that locker room, and I thought my collarbone was broken. And I was like, oh, man, you've got to go lighter. And he, he, he wasn't even trying. He wasn't trying to hurt me. Wow. He, such a strong guy. Uh, after we were done filming that, I figured out one way or the other, I figured out who he, who he was. Um, and uh, I think because I wasn't uh, a fanboy or anything, um, and he respected, he, want, you know, he was just getting into films, so he respected my craft and we could just talk on the level and we just became great friends. And I remember thinking here, here I am not caring about wrestling, um, listening to his stories and just being so fascinated by them. And I thought to myself, well, if a non-wrestling fan can sit here and listen to him for hours and be interested, then I think that's a good subject. I personally, so I talked to Mike, bought him a steak dinner and I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said I personally know how excited he was about this documentary. Um, he said it took almost five years to make, right? Yeah, well, we filmed it in 2019, and then COVID hit. Um, and so we had to pause everything. And then uh, really, you know, I started putting some of it together, um, but there was a big pause and he called me up and he said, you know, listen, you MF, um, <laughs> you know, you got to finish this documentary. Um, and literally that was in April. And so I dedicated the next month uh, to just purely working on the documentary and finished it at the end of May. Did Mike get to see um, the finished uh, product? He did. He did. He did, and he loved it. He did. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So we have a, we have another guest on. So you want to introduce yourself to the uh, Monty and the family fam uh, family? If he can hear us. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm Derek Young. Um, I'm an indie filmmaker myself, and uh, I met Mike two years ago thanks to my buddy Tim Bill and. Uh, I was uh, putting together a convention. And Tim said, you need to get Mantar. I remembered the Mantar deal from when I was a teenager. So 
I said, sure, man, that'd be great. Uh, so I met Mike and we were talking the mixed everything and I had a film I wanted to do. So when he came down for the convention, I was like, Hey, you know, let's get you your first acting break. Uh, so I got him to be one of the stars for, uh, family property too, uh, more blood. And, uh, I got him hooked up with Kedrosh Shona and, uh, who he came real close to. I, uh, sat back and, uh, became friends with Mike throughout all of that. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was hilarious just because I was a director and my name was Derek. The very thing he did was just start calling me Big D and I could still hear, Hey, Big D, what's going on, man? Where are we at? So, you know, it's, it's crazy because Mike had one of the biggest hearts of anybody I've ever been able to meet. Um, I know I went to New York just because he was going to be on the show. Uh, my whole family went, but I left my family to go with Mike to a, the wrestling show that he wanted to go to. And I don't think there's going to be a fond memory of anybody other, better than that one. We spent the entire trip on the bus there laughing, joking. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to wish they had those positive vibes Mike gave out every time he got on the phone, no matter how bad things were for him he always tried to tell you how good things could be for you and uh you know i don't think there's a way to replace having a friend like him you know wow that's uh that's some incredible statements there incredible also tim beal from universal talent agency he's on tim can you hear me can you hear me we can hear you. Real bad. He's struggling. Um, can you guys share your fondest memories of Mike Halick? I can't hear a fucking thing. Can you guys uh, hear me? I got a really good one. So, we, uh, during the filming, it, it was great. I told Mike, I said, hey, man, look, you're going to be this mean bully father who uh, just pretty much beats the crap out of everybody and anybody, including your own son. And he was like, man, that sounds like it's going to be fun. And then after he met everybody... Uh, everybody looked at me and said, he's too nice a guy to be this mean guy, isn't he? <laughs> I was like, well, let's uh, wait till we say action. Yeah. <laughs> so as so, soon as we called action, um, we're doing this fight scene. As soon as we call action, his face changed. Every bit of his demeanor changed. He came in the door, bumped dude with his shoulder. And the security, the actual security guard at the place, he wasn't told that we were filming and he was just coming in on shift. And he literally thought that they were fighting. Because Mike was able to sell it. You know, that's the like greatest thing 
that I could say was like seeing him go into the acting world was just like seeing him wrestle. He he had it. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he needed to do. You told him. He hit it. But it was funny because we're doing this scene and here are the security guards thinking somebody's really fighting, getting ready to call the cops and shit. <laughs> but had to, you know, stop that real fast. Then we go into the next day where he's with the person playing his son and we got dude chained up and he's supposed to be having him there, you know, just tormenting him. And he's sitting and throwing the punches at him and he accidentally catches dude in the head. And as soon as the camera cuts off, Mike's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, he's definitely not the mean guy he is when it says action. <laughs> Faustus, can you tell us about the fans out there about the documentary and what they could expect and when do you think the general public will be able to see this yeah well the documentary uh, and you know the tagline is this is not a story about wrestling it's a story about a man who wrestles um, and yes you got background on Mike and, and his time in the WWF, um, as it was called in the 90s. Um, then you get stories from when he was over in Europe. It's really about... Uh, the title is The Mighty Mantar, and it's ironic, because it's also about how his body was so broken. Mm. Um, and the toll that it took on him and his family. Um and also it deals with CTE. And I'll tell you this, and it goes into that in the documentary. We list all the symptoms of CTE. And you can't diagnose it until after you've passed, which he now has. And I know he's getting an autopsy, so we'll see. But he had every single symptom of CTE. Um, so I, I guarantee this. Even, even if he hadn't passed... <laughs> that by the end of that film, there wouldn't be a dry eye in the theater because he opens up and he puts away his bravado and you really see his pain, his hurt, his fears. And Mike was adopted and you kind of touched on this a little bit uh, earlier about his wanting to, he want, wanting people to think that he did everything he could and that he was worth people's time. And he said that he wanted, the biggest thing he wanted to do was to prove to his adopted parents that they made a good choice in adopting him. Um, I, I, I still can't even believe this. Uh, You said that you got to know him in the last year or so and, and how, you know, felt really close to him. And I got to know him in the last 10 years. And I did say, I'm glad I got to know you now instead of when you were younger because he was a jerk. <laughs> I mean, he admitted it. You know, and uh, he was mean to everyone. And, he, you know, he, he was the toughest kid. In the, he thought, you know, he was the toughest guy in Omaha where he lived. Um, and, you know, he had a lot of ego and all that, but he was a changed man. And I got to know him 
well, although he was broken physically, I got to know him where I think spiritually, personally, he was at his best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could I could I ask you this? Um, say you knew Mike was going to pass. What would you say to him? I'll tell you this. He talks about it in the documentary, too. But he doesn't have regrets. I mean, it's interesting. It's ironic because he says he doesn't have regrets, but he said there are a couple of things you know, that I changed, brother. But, I, I, you know, he really lived his life, and his new motto of, you know, you die once, but, you know, you live every day, and that was Mike. I mean, he was gregarious. He was funny. He was strong. He was scary. He was a loving father. Um, he was a great friend, and uh, he's. I'm gonna miss him. It's hard to talk about it. Understood. Uh, Understood. If I can, if I can lighten it a little bit, you said you took him to a steak dinner. What I think you meant to say, steaks dinner, right? There's no way yeah. he ate just. There's no way he ate just one. This must have taken like four well, credit cards. <laughs> Yeah, he had the porter house. He had the biggest steak he could find. You mean the house, <laughs> not the porter. That guy was huge. You know, I, you know oh, when he was I, so big. W- when I was in Florida with him, right, we went out to dinner. Uh oh. He ate. Now again, I'm not a small guy, no, right? No, no. He ate his meal, my meal, Benny's a giant talk chocolate shake. What about Benny? Was Benny two safe? pieces of key lime pie? That's awesome. Benny Benny quickly ate his food to make sure he he got it. Because if it was if it wasn't nailed oh, down, boy. Mike was going to eat it. Oh boy. Uh, Tim Beal, can you hear me yet, Tim? Yes, sir. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we sir. can. There Welcome, Tim. Thank you so much for having me, man. You know, first of all, I just want to share a couple of moments of my life experiences with my brother, Mr. Mansar, Mike Halick. And Mr. Derek Young and I actually put Mike in his very first film as an actor called Family Property 2. I had reached out to Mike on Facebook in 2014. And I said, I wonder whatever became of the gigantic wrestler I grew up watching on USA Network every Monday night on Raw, the Mantar, Mike Halick. So I reached out to him, and he goes, do you remember me? How could I forget you? Some of his feuds when I was a child with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and Bam Bam Bigelow. And I was just like, yeah, I remember you, man. Who could forget you? He was taken aback by anybody remembering him at first. And then as we conversated, I said, hey, I want to become your manager, man. I want to start booking you for work. I want to get you in films. I want to get you in appearances. He's like, I've never had anybody want to represent me before. I said, well, brother, I do. And let's do it. So I started working with him. And we formed a kindredship, a bond. We were like brothers. Um, I think Mike had a very infectious personality, man. Anybody that was around Mike for any amount of time, he became their brother. He was a guy who had a big heart. His heart was just about as big as his body was. And I'm going to tell you, man, he always put first. He was the type of guy that would give his shirt off his back to help you out in time of need. And he would just be there for you. And I know Derek can expound on that, man. But Derek and I had a wonderful time working with him on family property. And then Derek went on in a couple films later. They did together. I actually had a falling out with Mike in 2015. And we didn't talk for seven years. This is why I didn't tell anybody, but I'm going to share it now. 
And I had God talk to me and say, is there anybody in your past that you want to make amends with? And I said, yeah, I want to make amends with Mike Halick. So because of Derek Young again, I reached back out to Mike seven years after no communication last November 2022. We patched it up. We made amends. And I said, brother, life is short, man. I want to work with you again. He said, why now? I said, I never forgot you, man. Never forgot you. And you know what? I'm so happy and so proud that I did that, man. Thank God I reached back out to him and made amends and was able to patch things up because when he left this world, I can honestly say, brother, that me and Mike Halick were the best of friends. I'm going to love him. I'm going to miss him. But in his memory, we're going to get Family Property 2 out there and we're going to get it released. And we're going to have a screening in Los Angeles at Lindley Theater of the Mighty Mantar. I think we lost this service. Derek, same question to you, sir. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to say something to Mike, what would you say? Well, I hadn't, you know, with life, we hadn't been able to talk a lot lately. Uh I'm going to regret that because um, every time I get on the phone with Mike, it'd be a three or four hour conversation trying to catch up. Now I can't get that three to four hours. Um, I hate the fact that I've been battling to get this movie finished for so long. Going through a depression, I kind of put stuff off I really hate that he's not going to be able to be there for when we finally show the world what he was able to do. Uh, we're going to miss him. And, you know, it's like he said, you only die once. You got to live every day. And I've been so busy trying to survive that I've not been living and Well, it's, that's something we all... He's going to be the reason that I changed the way I do things. There you go. So, there you go. go. There you go. That's how you can memorialize someone. I'm just going to miss you. All right, guys. want to thank you for joining us. Um, you're such a big part of Mike's life. Festus, any last uh, things to say? Where can we see the documentary? When do you expect us to get this opportunity? Well, I know there's going to be a screening. Uh, I think Tim was trying to talk about it there, but uh, there's going to be a screening in L.A. Um, right now we're, you know, in uh, uh, negotiations with a couple of streaming services, uh, trying to decide, you know, where it's going to officially land. But um, it's coming. It's coming soon. And um, there's going to be a free screening in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. Um, okay. And and uh, we're we're accepting donations. Um, no one's going to get any money for it except for Mike's family to help with excellent, excellent their needs for the funeral and and beyond that. If you know if we can raise at least offset some of those costs. 
You guys are all, thank you very much, all of you, for coming on. I know this hasn't been easy for any of you to share in such a uh, hard time right now, but all three of you are obviously good men, and you put in <clears throat> good work, and you'll be able to show the world, all of you, from the work you did in the past, the fruits of the labor of Mantor. So you guys are going to honor him in, 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 you know, in his passing just by what you guys have done for him in the past and what you're about to premiere, all three of you. And, De and Derek, I totally get it. Just go for it now. Use this as an inspiration and go for it. Let the world see what Mike was about. All right, hey, guys. do we have enough time for me to share one more story? Sure do. All right, because I want to share something funny to end this out on. But do me one favor, Derek. Get the um, camera on your face. There you there go, he buddy. Is. There he is. So, uh, so here's the thing, right? Y'all were talking about Mike and how he ate. He came to stay with me when we were doing the filming and stuff. And uh, he said, well, I need to make sure I'm going to be able to eat. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'll uh, – I'll make sure to have enough food, everything else. He said, I, I don't think you understand how much you're going to need. <laughs> I said, well, well, we'll figure it out when you get here. And uh, we sat down, and I fixed the first meal, and we got done, and he looked at me, and he said, all right, so that was a snack. Uh -oh. um, what else do you got? At that moment, I started laughing and said, I can't believe I found somebody that could out-eat me. Um, I guess we need to get up and go to the grocery store. So we went, and about $300 later, I had enough food for the week for him. And uh, I looked at him, and I said, Hey, man, I wish I'd have had you with me when I was at the beach. Because they have this whole deal where it's uh, you, you go down, and there's this place at the beach, and you could, if you can eat everything there, you get it for free, and they put your name up on the wall. And, right. and I knew he could do it. But he looked at me, and he said, well, if you take me, I'll eat mine, and then I'll eat yours, and then I, we'll get our name, both our names up on the wall. And I said, well, let us do that, brother. Let's go. We're going to have at it. Um, so, you know, that whole thing about Y'all being able to sit down and see that, that's, it's something. I, Mike, Mike himself, every little thing he did, there was some type of humor to it. And it was just the way that he said it and did it. And, um, you know, it's just anybody that never got the opportunity to see him wrestle, you need to take the time to because even though he got buried, he put every ounce of his heart into it. And what he did in the ring when he had the opportunity was great. So I just wanted to make sure to tell everybody, if you've never heard of Mantar, go look and see what he had to do to be, to be able to live his dream. I love it, man. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you guys. all. Thank you. Tim, Derek. Oh. Thank Could you. I say one more thing? If you yes. want to find out about the documentary, because I don't have obviously solid dates right now, sure. uh, the Instagram is the Mighty Mantar Doc. Um, 
and we'll have all the updates and, and where it's going to premiere and the screens it's going to be on and, and what network it lands on and all of that. So Can't wait to see check it. Check that out. I just want to say one more thing, too, please, if I can sure. say something myself, and that is my phone was overheating. I'm in California, so this weather out here gets so hot sometimes my phone overheats and shuts off. But I wanted to say that uh, most people do things in life for profit or gain. Um, I was going to do a screening of the Mighty Mantar out here at Lemley Theater in Hollywood, Los Angeles, for profit. But when Mike passed away, I said, you know what? What's more important than money? Your legacy. You can't take money with you when you die. So I thought immediately thought about Mike's daughter when Mike, I heard Mike passed away. I know she's very young. So I said, you know what? I'm going to join the, the calls and what Andrew's doing. Andrew's doing a, a screening in Omaha, Nebraska, the film, and all proceeds will go to benefit Mike's family. I'm not going to profit off this. I've decided all my proceeds from the screening out here in Los Angeles are going to go to benefit Mike Halick and Mike's family. And I just want to say I love Mike. I'm going to miss him. He was my brother, and I'm glad that we were able to patch things up at the end. And I just want to leave people with this right here. No matter what somebody does to you in life, the most unhealthy thing you can ever do is carry around a grudge. You have to find it within yourself to forgive and forget. Whatever Mike and I, whatever our differences were in the past, we let it ride. It was one under the bridge. And at the very end of, of Mike's life, he and I were brothers. I'm going to miss him. God bless him. God bless his family. And God rest his soul. And God bless you guys. Thanks again for sharing your memories of Mike Halick, the Mighty Mantar. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. All right, guys. Some interesting stories of people that knew much more than we did about Mike Halick. Um, There's not much more to say, Jimmy. No. Um... Let's rest in peace, brother. I hope you got one rolled up for me in heaven. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I posted a picture, a uh, final picture before we cut out um, of Benny from hey, Benny in the Ring. There Florida. we go. I took that picture. That looks like you had a nice time. It was a good you time. You Rick and Rackin'. It was All a good right. time. Um, nice picture, Benny. Nice pick. I'll just end it with this, Jim. Mike, I knew you for a short time. But in that short time, you brought me on a roller coaster. You made me realize how strong the human spirit can be. And you changed my life forever. Thank you, Mike Halick, for being part of my life. Good night, everybody. This life is tearing me apart.